our nation is now third world and dying. The American dream is dead. The radical left anarchists have stolen our presidential election, and with it, the heart of our, our country. American patriots are being arrested and held in captivity like animals, while criminals and leftist thugs are allowed to roam the streets, killing and burning with no retribution. Millions are flooding through our open borders, many from prisons and mental institutions. Crime and inflation are destroying our very way of life. Now illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that, with no crime being able to be proven, and based on an old and fully debunked, by numerous other prosecutors. Fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former President of the United States of America, will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest, take our nation back. Protest, take our nation back. Protest, take our nation back. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks. March 18th, 2023. I'm your host, Joshua Michael. And it does not bring me pleasure to report this news to you today. The entire internet is blowing up. Everything's blowing up and exploding. Uh, the 45th president of the United States is set to be indicted and arrested this coming Tuesday. And this is nothing what I wanted to talk about today, but is absolutely obliterated the news cycle. And I know a lot of people aren't going to cover the topics and the angle um, that I want to cover on this particular issue. Now, I've been holding back. Um, there's been a lot of infighting with the Trump and DeSantis thing, and uh, I think it's healthy. I think it's good. Um, it's good for them to kind of flush all this stuff out. All of Trump's minions are just constantly, uh, just for no reason, just sitting there attacking DeSantis all the time. And I don't want to make this about that infighting, but you know, I've been holding my breath on what I feel and how I really feel uh, in regards to who Trump is and what Trump is. I think this is the biggest mistake of his career um, that he is enduring right now. And I'm going to read you his statement. I played a, a clip in the beginning um, that showed his statement. Well, I, 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 I used an AI bot to basically generate his statement. So those were not my words. That was not some third world dictator. That was not some weird, crazy AI uh, movie. Um, that, was at, that was the words from the 45th president of the United States of what he said yesterday. Right. Speaking in his dark hole over on Truth Social, you know, it's it's really weird to me and it's really strange to me. I think the ego is going to be the end of his career. And this only exacerbates, um, you know, the the fact that he doesn't understand politically the move that's being done against him and more importantly, against you and against his followers right now. We are in the brink of a potential January 6th, 2.0 FBI infiltrated coup 
against you, the American citizen. This is every single thing that the Democrats had ever wanted. If you've noticed, all their rhetoric for the past two years has been the American people, patriotism, the American people, the soccer mom, all of them are radical terrorists and they need to be censored. They need to be put in jail. They need to be demonetized. We need to take their banking away. They aren't listening. They are this, they are that, they are this, they are that. The regular American spirited people are now the enemies of, of the American system. The the internal system has been absolutely captured and corrupted. And for Donald Trump not to see that and understand the 4D chess or whatever you Q people want to talk about, how, how smart Donald Trump is and he's 10 steps ahead of everybody and just trust the plan. This is the same garbage rhetoric That has been, I get the same feeling as 2019 leading up into that 2020 election. The same garbage. And everybody, do not fall into this, right? Because you're going to have the same situation. And let me read you a statement here before I keep going, okay? Here's, Here's Trump's statement as of five hours ago. Our nation is now a third world and dying. Well, no crap. The American dream is dead. The radical left anarchists have stolen our presidential election. Yeah. And, uh, and with it, the heart of our country, the American patriots, are being arrested and held in captivity like animals, while criminals and leftist thugs are allowed to roam the streets, killing and burning with no retribution. Millions are flooding through our open border, many from prison and mental inst- mental and flooding through open borders, many from prisons and mental institutions. Crime and inflation are destroying our very way of life. Then he says, now illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which have allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whole leaders is funded by George Soros, indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based an old and fully debunked quote by numerous other prosecutors, a fairy tale, a far left leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States American will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest? Take our nation back. Well, there you have it, folks. Trump said it, so we got to go protest. We got to go out there and protest in the name of the 45th president who's hiding in a cave in his true social, who hasn't accepted his Twitter back, who hasn't been beating the drum up and down the streets since January 7th of 21 about all of the political persecution and people that are in prison for simply going into the Capitol. Where's Trump on that? How come he hasn't been beating that drum for his supporters and riding and putting himself in the fire, in the flame? Instead, he's been golfing. Okay? Now, I'm not diminishing the political persecution he's endured through his entire career as president, as running for president. He's endured some of the most scrutiny ever seen 
But here's an interesting thing to think about, right? And this has always been my fear. I know I talked about it about six months ago. I said, listen, as they start announcing the presidential nominees and some candidate, whether it be General Flynn or, uh, you know, Tulsi Gabbard or DeSantis, somebody starts to get ahead of the curve and starts to lay out the 2024 run. I said, Trump is going to absorb and suck all of the oxygen out of that process and try to cease that thing. Um, and that's kind of why he's been kind of laying on the south on the sides and stuff. I know he announced this a first rally here coming up or whatever. But here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm getting off a little bit because what I want what I want to emphasize, Trump has literally just called for a protest in New York to take our country back. Think about that. He is literally doing exactly the same thing that he did in 2020 when he told all the patriots across the country to go rally in D.C. because they're going to have a rally. Then he told everybody to peacefully march to the Capitol and we see what happened. But here's the thing. That did not go as planned. That did not go how they thought it was going to go. They thought they were going to have massive chaos, massive anything. Most of the time it was people walking, and now we know with Tucker Carlson, it was people just walking through the Capitol, you know, staying in the velvet ropes and looking around, and it wasn't that big a deal. It wasn't this crazy radical riot that they wished that they would had. Because if you look and understand, and, and, and let me reiterate how these people operate, just, just so you know. Everything in all of these attacks that are happening to us in our culture, in our society, in our, in our economy, and just all the elements of our lives, the way that these attacks work, understand these are think tank groups. They have to get together and talk and strategize for what's to come and how they're going to roll things out. And they have a plan and they use the metadata and the collaboration with trends the trends that we give them, the information that we volunteer to them. Hey, what's coming up? What's coming down the pipeline? Okay, cool. Then they develop a strategy on how to combat it. But sometimes it might be a three-month strategy or a two-year strategy for this instance. And the strategy being that they have to follow the plan. So even if they're not in sync with what's actually going on as far as whatever their counter move is, and I'm talking about the people running things. I'm talking about the deep state. Okay. They all have to be in sync. And the way that they get in sync is they have predetermined responses. They're going to, we're going to send out this order on this day. And on this day, we need to make this announcement in all the municipal counties. And we're going to be pushing this bill and doing this and doing that. And on this day, we're going to do this, right? That's the only way that they're able to operate right now. There's no way they're doing extensive collaboration in real time. They can't. It's nearly impossible. So they have to schedule it out. On this day, we're going to do this. And on this day, we're going to do this. Okay. So there's been an incremental response based on how poorly January 6th actually was that they had all these pre-scripted things, the rhetoric, worst terrorist attack since 9-11. Domestic terrorists are seizing the Capitol and we're having an insurrection and all of these things, these predetermined things. But it didn't go how they wanted, so it wasn't that bad, right? So it didn't quite fit. 
And especially if you were there, it wasn't that at all. It was a bunch of people singing Kumbaya, singing God Bless America in front of the Capitol. That was the that was the majority of it, you know, until the Capitol Police were provoking stuff like this. And okay, so anyways, I don't want to get into that. But the response was all prescripted. They had to respond accordingly. And they were going to use that to justify the next rollout of the next phase to arrest all these great American people all over the world, all over the country, and justify their lockdown and their pandemonium and their government overreach to justify it. Oh, because they're terrorists or this, that, and other things. So here's, the, here's my point, is I think, and my prediction is that they are going to use this again because if you understand, if you didn't see the State Department memorandum of last year, or excuse me, it was this year, of them talking about the American people being the enemy of the people and they need more funding and the Department of Homeland Security uh, has to get on that. I'm going to get a copy of it. I'm going to read it in the next segment because I really want you to understand they are gearing up for a massive, massive riot, essentially, of the American people demonstrating noncompliance in the streets and getting active and getting engaged. And how do we fight back? Do we go back and do we go protest in the streets in New York? No, that's not how we fight back. We fight back through noncompliance, peaceful noncompliance. Now, Trump is almost baiting everybody and all of his supporters to go do the same exact thing that got us into this January 6th nightmare in the beginning. So if we haven't learned anything, it's that that's not how we go back. And also Trump's Trump's political understanding of this situation, it almost makes you wonder if he's doing this on purpose or if his ego is so giant that he can't humble himself and and tell his supporters please pray for me support me do this do that you know i'm going to go here and i'm going to go through this political persecution for you guys just as jesus died on the cross and sacrificed himself trump's not doing that He's wallowing, flailing his arms like a little kid, trying to get all of his people in trouble and trying to get all of his people riled up, just as he did on January 6th. Now, if, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. And a lot of you guys aren't going to like this talk, right? But this is the honest to God truth of what's going on today. You're listening to Joshua Michael, Non-Compliant America, and we'll be right back. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome back, folks. Mr. Donald Trump. Is this going to be the end of his career? Is this going to be the end of his movement? Of his hijacking of the Republican Party and making everything about Trump, Trump this, Trump that, Trump this? Here's what I think. <clears throat> I think a lot of people have woken up. A lot of people have become privy to 
how the system works and and more and more people now have gotten involved um, at a level that uh, we just we've never seen in the American system for at least a hundred years right people went to sleep there was just so much prosperity tied in with you know the Industrial Revolution after World War II you know everybody came home the baby boom happened you know there's just so much prosperity in the world that everybody essentially went to sleep for a very long time for generations they went to sleep and now this is a natural cycle that happens you know uh, every you know so often every hundred years or so often so it's a natural cycle and we anticipate that but just a great level of decadence has endured across the American system now I don't blame our grandparents and parents you know for enjoying life and partying going through the hippie stages and just not understanding you know global situations and the geopolitics and local politics and and not wanting to get involved it's boring why would you do that why wouldn't you go get a successful career and have a raise a wonderful family and just ignore everything that's going on everything was great everybody got a turkey on their on their table everybody had heat everybody had you know white picket fence and great school systems good education great community good churches just good old-fashioned entertainment good fun just everybody just had fun all the time you can go to football games basketball games baseball games and that's what we did for a very long time but all that stuff's over now folks yes it's important to have fun and enjoy your family and and that is priority it's good to be positive right but we can no longer ignore the beast sitting in front of us licking their lips using the technology and using the screens and using the infrastructure that has slowly been installing in your life to take over your entire existence and slowly exterminate you through it and you'll never see it and never know what's going on you will never know because you'll be so captivated by the screen in front of you that you won't be able to see it coming even though it's staring right in front of your face are you ready to get active are you ready to get involved all right folks I'm not trying to get deep dark but listen this is a hard talk this is a hard understanding. This is a real understanding. Now, when Trump's telling you to go protest in the street, that is the stupidest thing that you can do. And here's why. That's not going to gain any traction. That's not going to get anything. That's not going to do anything but give the Democrats everything that they want. Everything that they've been planning on and planning for is for this exact scenario. So they have an excuse to start rounding up American citizens and we know the rest is history we know what happens after that once they get the justification to say oh we have this certain class of people they no longer are considered American citizens they are no longer considered real citizens and their rights don't apply they're now second-class citizens we need to round them up and we just happen to have camps that we've been building for 30 years for this moment and we just happened to be talking about it for 30 years for this moment. It's actually over 30 years. But do you see what's happening? 
So don't play into this. I know you guys are just obsessed with Trump. Trump this, Trump that, Trump this, Trump that. And my whole show is about Trump today. Right? I'm going to try to get into some other news later, but I need to flush this out because I need you guys to understand what's happening here. And has Trump been compromised? Possibly. I've been suspicious of his activities since January 6th. I personally feel something happened to him. They either took him in a dark room, they kidnapped him for an hour or something. And then he comes out and he's like, oh, I can't have that. Yeah, let's, uh, okay, I'll shut up about the elections. Okay, I'll be quiet. Okay, you guys can censor me on Twitter. All right. They censored the 45th president while he was president online. And Elon Musk comes back, gives him his Twitter back. Like It was like four or five months ago now. And what does Trump do? Nothing. Quiet, silent. He could be a powerhouse right now. A powerhouse. But he's not. Why is that? What is stopping him from moving forward? Once again, I think they got to him. And it's really sad to say. I, I really do. You know, everybody can get gotten to eventually. And he endured probably the most scrutiny out of anybody. So I understand it. I understand. I get it. But if he's not willing to sacrifice his life and himself for the sake of this country, what are we all doing supporting him? If he's not willing to do that for us, why should we do that for him? Because that's what we're doing. That's what so many people are doing. So many people right now on Twitter, torpedoing in the name of Trump, just this little torpedoes, just attacking DeSantis, attacking DeSantis, attacking DeSantis, attacking this, justifying Trump's rollout of Operation Warp Speed and he was misinformed and he had bad advisors, but we got to give him a break, even though he rolled out the lockdowns, even though he rolled out the shots and still defends them. But we'll give him a break on that. We'll give him a break on that. But now his little self and ego is being challenged because they're going to potentially just for optics, just put him in prison. But if he doesn't understand how to circumvent, how to navigate this, has he not learned nothing? Has he not learned anything from January 6th? Folks, we have to understand Trump is not our savior and our saving grace. The way we fight back, the way we take our country back is through getting involved locally at a local level. And that involves school boards, county commissioners, municipal positions, and getting engaged locally. That's what this show's about. That's what non-compliance is all about. We'll be right back. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael. Welcome back, folks. It's the third segment. So let's have a little self-reflection here. Now, I don't want to make this a Trump bashing show and just be about Trump and this, that, and, and just talking about Trump on, you know, all his wrongdoings. Let's keep in mind, he did do some really great things. Now, I'm the first to admit, I'm probably 
have been the biggest Trump supporter on the planet. I mean, I, I have all of his memorabilia. I have multiple different types of bobbleheads and all these different things and everything Trump, right? I'm a huge Trump fan. And for what he did to the system, I am forever grateful. The best and biggest accomplishment that he has done since he became president is he has woken up the entire country into what's going on. He's exposed voter fraud. He's exposed, you know, the corruption embedded into the system, how deep it goes and everything else. But he can only intercept the football. It's up to us as individuals to now carry it down the field because he is simply just one man. And I'm not trying to stifle the movement and everything else. There's a lot of really good things going on and people are waking up in droves tenfold and everything else. And I've been in this fight for 15 years trying to open the hearts and minds of people and to explain to them. Right? But I'm simply just a human as well. And we are all traveling in this journey on trying to figure out what's the thing. I'll tell you what scares me. And this is why I'm so concerned and this is why I'm so upset is that once this happens to Trump, the weaponized judiciary system is essentially going to come for all of us. Once this precedent is set, which it's never been done before, this has never happened in the history of this country. Once this happens, then it's over. There is essentially no more law and order and what's to come beyond that is going to set a precedent that is going to put every single one of you in danger. And the most frustrating thing is, and the thing that I'm frustrated is, is that I'm screaming from the top of my mountaintops every week. I come here and I try to talk to you uh, and explain to you what the important issues are and how do we combat them and what do we do and everything else. But ultimately, I'm simply just the messenger. Now, I'm doing all of my part. I'm doing everything I can. I should be doing more. I'm going to be doing more. I am doing more, getting more involved. I've been to multiple political events. I've exposed voter fraud. We did the 2000 Mules thing. I mean, there's just tons and tons of things. The anti-mask rallies, the open Oregon rallies, all of those things. And they're, and they're great. The rallies are great. It's fanfare. Protesting is the way of life. Protesting is what America is about, to be able to do that. But we've seen how it gets hijacked and we've seen how it gets represented or misrepresented. But more importantly, we also need to see the multi-layers of how we are being maneuvered into this great escalation to justify the further taking away of our rights and the destruction of our republic. Because once this indictment does happen, which it may or may not happen, Keep in mind, it's just speculation. Now, granted, it's supposedly it's been verified. Roger Stone's going to talk about it tomorrow. Yada, yada, yada. It's all fanfare, right? But keep in mind, this isn't the first time that we've had this big scare surrounding Trump. And what's interesting to me, and it should be interesting for you, and you should look at this as well. And I'm just trying to have a, the most objective perspective possible in regards to what we see versus what's really going on and all these different things that could be going on behind the scenes, right? But think about this. 
Think of the level of political persecution that has happened to Trump all through since 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. Remember all the times, oh, Trump's going to get impeached, which he did. He got impeached twice. Nothing happened from it, but it was just fanfare. Then the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. Remember this? And just think of the amount of political persecution that has happened beyond just this one thing. This is simply just an escalation of that, right? Now, this is definitely overpouring and overflowing from what we've ever seen. Obviously, it's never happened before. There are separation of powers. He is protected and should be from some rogue state judiciary, you know, George Soros back DA that has a grudge to fill, right? We have to be separated from that. But you got to understand too, we're in emergency use authorization. We're in emergency, the emergency powers. We're over 1100 days now that we've been under emergency orders, which basically subverts all of the constitution. So everything we know and everything we see, all the stuff we're, all the good things we're seeing in the house Republican, uh, you know, in the, in the house with all the good things that they're doing. Yeah, that's great. But it really, it's just a lot of fanfare because we're still in under emergency management, which basically subverts everything, puts everything in power as into the president, the dictator, basically. Right. So to what degree is the law still in effect and the separation of powers still in effect? Well, that's up to us. That's up to you. That's up to you as an individual of what you're willing to accept. Right. That's really what it comes down to. So this is a giant game, psychological operation, fanfare of a demoralization program. And I got to admit that, you know, I get upset about it because I know what's to come. I know what follows that. I know what follows that. It doesn't just stop at the political persecution of the J6ers that are all still literally sitting in a jail cell right now. It doesn't just stop with them arresting a past president and one that's running for office again from them arresting him in the optics of what that's going to do. But what is it going to do if that does happen? Now, I'm just saying if, because it's not a foregone conclusion yet. There's been a lot of scares surrounding this whole thing and everybody gets, you know, all hyped up and in their feelings. And if you look on the internet, it's just blowing up, right? So if it does happen, what's that going to do? That's essentially going to assure Donald Trump's presidency. Now, that is if they let us do it, because again, we still have yet to address election fraud. We've still yet to conquer that stone, right? Now, they're doing great things in Arizona. Supposedly, Carrie Lake's got some new thing coming out, yada, yada, yada. But yet, overall, as the states, and especially over here in FEMA Region 10 in this captured uh, Gilead, is what I like to call it, because that's what we're going to be, right? Why is this coming on here? Oh, some COVID things coming on. Anyways, so aside from that, you know, what are we really doing? What are we really doing? Beating our chests and screaming at the top of our lungs, going to the Capitol and protesting and doing all that stuff. All of these things are great. However, if there's no action beyond that, then there's no point. And that's kind of the point is that we have to start getting engaged 
at a fundamental level, just like tying your shoes, just like anything, like breathing, you know, all you watching the football games, you guys are all hip on the stats, what's going on in the football games, everything else. And now, now it's transitioned to people know what's going on politically. They know everything else. You know, Trump's song, I don't know if it was that J6 choir that was trending number one on Twitter, or excuse me, number one on iTunes. Then there was another one. Uh, I posted it on my Twitter. I'm trying to find it. There was another one. So the number one and number two song were Trump songs. And what did iTunes do? They removed it. I'm trying to see what the other one was. I listened to it. It's okay. I mean, it's, it's good to support, you know, uh, these musicians and stuff. And that's really what it is, is, is support. I mean, it's, it's a pretty good song, but I mean, am I listening to it in my car all the time? No. Am I buying it? Yes, I did. Because, you know, it's, 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 it's political engagement. It's political activism. That's, that's what you do. That's how you get involved. That's how you get engaged. But we have to do a little bit more than just be a couch political activist or a keyboard warrior activist, right? And sharing things online and just, oh, look at this and look at this and look at this. All of that's great. Yes, it's great to be informed. However, if there's no action that follows it, then there's no point. Then they have us where they want us. They know that now we're in these digital gulags and we're going to be regurgitating nonsense, you know, but it's never going to go anywhere because we aren't engaged in real life activities. Now, the next segment, I'm going to play a, a little piece that's extremely important that demonstrates what type of activism that we need to start and get into and involve, evolve to at the fundamental level, at the micro level. We can, every single one of us, whether that means pushing back against your, your kids, your child's teacher, pushing back against the pharmacist at Safeway, you know, that's trying to make you wear a mask. No, they don't get that authority anymore. The, we are parallel constructing our new society. And are we going to fall into place of these new crypto CBDC banking systems, which they announced in July, they're going to start doing it at a wholesale level, not at a retail level. So the consumer won't sue it, start or see it yet to revolt like they're doing all over the European countries in France, especially France is burning right now everywhere. They're revolting because Macron essentially just declared himself a dictator because they're still under emergency powers, except he did it officially. And changed the retirement age. And so they're not having it. I mean, they're just, it's just absolute chaos. But in Norway, absolute chaos going everywhere with the farmers. They're trying to seize all the farmers' properties. Over 3,000 3, farms they are set to take. So there's chaos going on everywhere, right? And so they're set to do that in wholesale, the CBDCs wholesale in the United States and start rolling out that infrastructure. So what are you going to do? The better question is, what are we going to do? How are we going to collaborate locally? Kick out these rhinos that have overdone the Republican Party. We'll be right back. I know it's rude to be bragging. They never catching a slack. Me and my buddy, we working hard for this money. Last segment, folks. I don't want to talk about any national stories or anything anymore, but I do want to play a short clip of an individual 
demonstrating at its core what noncompliance means. Check it out. The UN Security Council had a meeting yesterday and Ray McGovern spoke to it. He is a former member of the CIA and he testified in support of Seymour Hersh's article on the United States bombing Nord Stream pipeline. If it is proven that the United States bombed the Nord Stream 2 pipeline as has been asserted by Seymour Hersh and his article, will you call for the United States to acknowledge and admit that that was an act of war against Germany and Russia. And I'm asking this because this may be the only way to prevent the rest of us from being killed in a thermonuclear war. And I don't want to be fried. Don't you think the media should be reporting on whether or not this is true? Yes. And don't you think you should be inquiring into whether or not this is true? Well, thank you for the question. Uh, one, I've got no information to suggest uh, that the United States was involved in bombing the North Stream pipeline. Because he would have, he, you would have, you would have been, you weren't briefed on it. Sir, sir, you got your chance to ask the question. Didn't even ask the question. Didn't even answer the question. Shouldn't you inquire? So, here's what I'll say about, I think, you know, President Biden's leadership generally as it relates to the Ukraine and Russia. We committed an act of war. What are you doing to respond to that? We have to hold Biden accountable. So listen, you're from Brooklyn, right? You know when to call bullshit when you sure. see it. So do I. Look at this is bullshit right now. And I see what's Thank happening you. right now. That does not silence me. So you can hear me right now. I want you to say something about the bombing because we're all going to die from a nuclear war right now unless you stop it and you at least put an inquire into whether or not it's true. This war in Ukraine is going to leave us all dead. So what are you going to do? Because you need to inquire. Here's I'm a New Yorker say. too. Here's what I'll say. Say it. We're going to continue to stand with the Ukrainian people. That's do not do that. You will end us all dead. war against We Vladimir need Putin. peace. We need talks. Because Why are you sabotaging talks? Do not put your hands on me. We need Ukraine peace talks. I am not going to take this. It's we need peace talks. Between it's a you are leaving. Listen. Did you even read the allegations? It's a no. Between how about how about accountability? Not airheadedness. It's a battle between okay. tyranny and freedom and democracy. Okay. How about conversation? Not cremation. Diplomacy. Not destruction. How about that? Do you want to join me? You goddamn airhead! You're gonna kill us all. I don't want to die in a goddamn nuclear war! And nobody does! Now that is a demonstration of noncompliance. That is powerful. That's how you make a difference. That's how we take our country back. That is exactly what I'm talking about all the time. Getting in these people's faces... Understanding that they are not our leaders. They are our captors. They have captured this country and we need to take it back peacefully through noncompliance in going and getting in their face. Notice that guy didn't even want to address the situation. The fact is that this guy is sitting there telling them that the United States, there's a bunch of evidence and Seymour Hearst talked about it about us bombing the Nord Stream pipeline, blowing it up, which is essentially an act of war against Germany and the Eastern countries. Yet those are supposed to be our allies. Do you not see how they are setting up the United States for the most 
ginormous, catastrophic fall, we're going to take the blame, folks. What do you think's happening around the world right now? They are incrementally pitting and secretly meeting to essentially dismantle the United States, whether that means an invasion, whether that means a, you know, uh, detriment, destruction of our dollar through the petrodollar. They're, they're going to do that. You know, and just a global financial collapse. Who do you think is going to take the blame? You are. We are. I am. These bankers are going to skate out like it's going out of style. But good thing is history tells us otherwise they aren't going to necessarily get away from it. They will right now. They will for now. But eventually they're going to have to meet their maker. And I'll just tell you because history tells us that we will persevere through this. So I know this is scary. I know this is crazy stuff. I know you're going, oh my gosh, I can't listen to this guy. He's just... He's out there. He just talks about all these deep, heavy things. These deep, heavy things are the realities that are going to slap you in the face. More than a mask, more than a shot, more than a vaccine, more than a, you can't get inside this building unless you have a vaccine card. More than that. Soon it's going to be you can't buy groceries unless you have this new CBDC program. And so that's important to support local grocery stores like Roth's, which... They're very liberal there. Like, I think they're still wearing masks in some of them. But if we put pressure on them, those are the kinds of institutions that are going to help us when you need groceries. You're not going to be able to go to Walmart. You're not going to be able to go to Safeway and all these institutions. I got kicked out of Safeway like three weeks ago because I was buying, I was getting some uh, medicine for my son at the pharmacy and I'm standing there at the pharmacy, which is in an aisle way. And they wanted me to put a mask on because I was at the pharmacy. And I'm like, I'm not putting a mask on. Nobody's got a mask in here. Well, sir, we're technically a medical institution and uh, you have to put a mask on. I'm, I'm not putting a mask on. Give me, give, me my, give me my medication that I need. Well, sorry, sir, we can't do that. We're going to have to ask you to leave. This was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So the mental patients are real. And we definitely got to figure out which ones they are because don't invite them to your house because those are going to be the ones once they start incentivizing turning in your neighbor because that's next. Once they incentivize turning in your neighbor, those are going to be the people that like, yeah, I'll get an extra 50 bucks. Yeah, old John down the street. Yeah, I, I heard him talking about that. Where's my 50 bucks? And they're going to give him 50 bucks. Boom, we'll wire it to your new CBDC Fed One account. You see where this goes, folks? So we need to stand together, get in these people's faces now, destroy their narratives in their face before they're able to roll them through. Just like we need to destroy this narrative that protesting in the streets for Donald Trump getting arrested is a good thing. It's not a good thing. That's not how we fight back. We've got to destroy that narrative now because they're trying to shove it down everybody's throat all over the internet. So we need to do that. But listen to that guy again on, on this non-compliant, beautiful sunny day. It looks like sun, the, the sun is finally coming out. But what the last message that I want you guys to understand today is that it takes all of us to band together and to just say no. 
And I, I, there's, I, I wish I had another hour because I want to get into how we demonstrate non-compliance. I want to demonstrate what else is going on here locally. I know Marion County Republicans are having a meeting soon, and I'm going to definitely attend that. I'm going to try to record some and get some for my show for the next couple weeks so we can see. But that's how we fight back. That's how we fight back. If you want to get involved in the school board, I think that is a great thing as a good patriotic individual to serve your duty because we all have a duty to serve this country at its core to preserve its values. Now, we're at the end times. This is the end. We're really close to just a massive global depression. So it's good to watch your six, folks, and get ready because things are going to get harder before they get easier. But we have to walk through the flame in order to see the sunshine and the dandelions on the other side. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I'm Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at NoncompliantUS. Have a great week. With non-compliant America. So here's an interesting uh, question, you know, and my show is always heavy, and you know I always have heavy things on my heart, and it's 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 the burden that I endure as an individual, but it's who I am, and uh, and I've just learned that that's just who I am, and that's how I am. And uh, I, I can't help it. I everything happens for a reason, and I truly believe that you know I've been drawn into this moment. And believe it or not, I've been preparing myself for this moment to be able to talk to you my entire life. And I fought it, and you know there were many times where I I tried to hide it and ventured off on my path and gotten away from things and just ignored different things and but that's the beautiful thing about getting older I love getting older I think it's it's great things are calmer you know and it's just there's just more peace and tranquility and having children and you know raising a family and 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 watching your children grow and you know maybe one day I'll have grandkids and and everything else it's just it's just a really beautiful thing and I'm very blessed to be here and I'm very honored to be here with you today uh, breaking down some of these things and trying to unwind this information overload that we are constantly going through and constantly being bombarded with. And I get it. It's exhausting. It's extremely exhausting to constantly be defending yourself and finding yourself in these wound up balls where you just, you can't get out of and you feel like you're being bombarded in every single way. And the reality is, is you are, but here's the good news. And and this is an epiphany I just had in between breaks. Here is the great news. 
is that suffrage is the catalyst to change. And what history tells us is even though we are about to endure a massive amount of suffrage as a country, as a whole, as a human body, globally, with the massive Great Depression that's happening, the shots, killing and murdering innocent people that are just ignorant and didn't know, and, and all the regret and everything, and the breakup of families, and just the massive amount of stress that we've gone through in these past three years, it's only going to get worse. I'm going to tell you, it's only going to get worse. But what's so positive, it's what's going to come out of it. This is a very big come to Jesus moment for all of us. And what I've talked about and what I want to talk about is the fact that there is no sidelines anymore. We can't just hide our heads in the sand. We need to turn, look up, and face these things, face these situations, but understand if we all do that, all this stuff goes away. It's not that scary. It's kind of like jumping off a bridge into the water, you know, into 25 feet tall or whatever, and that first jump takes like 30 minutes, and you got to psych yourself up, and you get ready, and you're like, okay, I'm going to do it, and then you finally build up enough guts to do it. And then you jump, and it was the funnest thing in the world. And what do you do? You immediately swim to shore, you go back up there, and you jump again real quick. Boom, like that. So it, it, it's, it's like that with everything. Once we open the door and start practicing involvement, practicing noncompliance against the system, we don't need to go to New York and protest in the streets. We don't even need to have a rally at the Capitol because of Trump on Tuesday. I think that's a terrible idea. And here's why. They are using Trump, whether Trump knows it or not, whether Trump's involved in it or not, despite any of that, this is all a distraction for the massive, massive things that have been happening over these past couple months, as well as the massive distraction for the financial collapse in the banking system and the massive nationalization of the banks and the rollout of the CBDC. Fed one. Have you seen that? So they are actively crashing the system to try to nationalize the system, just like they do in China, to roll out a new app that you have to use as a monetary system. And all these major corporations are going to adopt it. You are only going to be able to buy stuff with their new currency that they tell you to. Unless we get involved. We don't need to go and support Trump for what he wants to do. We don't need to do that. He's not our saving grace, okay? We are. And unless you realize that, and unless you understand that we have to take control of our own lives, Trump is not going to save you. That's what they are scared of. That's why they're using Trump, whether he knows it or not, to create this giant news cycle to where everybody's losing their mind. You can see it all over online. You can see it. And you, you, it, it's easy now if you're constantly looking at the news. It's easy to see what they want you to see versus what they don't want you to see. Because understand, even though these revelations are happening with censorship and banning and shadow banning, guaranteed it's still happening. So when they want you to see stuff and the internet explodes, 
with Trump potentially being arrested, and now that's all anybody's ever talking about. They want you to talk about it because they don't want you to talk about the fact that the Anthony Fauci, the, the Wuhan lab, the National Institute of Health, the World Health Insti- Institute, excuse me, uh, Peter Daszak and EcoHealth Alliance, all these people were literally manufacturing a virus to release into the world to scare them into submission to eventually they could roll out a CBDC tracking program. Does that sound far-fetched now? If I would have said this 10 years ago, every single one of you would have been like, dude, you're crazy. How do, how do, how do you even come to that conclusion? I'm like, they're writing about it. Here's their writings. Here's their talks. Here's these guys actually talking about it at the World Economic Forum. They're actually talking about it. <laughs> do you want me to play their speeches? Clay Clark's really good at that. He always plays their speeches. And it's interesting. It's fascinating. They're actually talking about it. So if these, you know, global leaders are talking about, you know, destroying the American system through a virus to start tracking people, to eventually destroy the banking system, to take away all your wealth, then what is it? So here's a couple points, right? Uh, Fox News finally reported on the CDC actually talking about adverse reaction. I want to play that report for you real quick here. And we are just getting word of this now regarding the COVID vaccine. The CDC Boom, is now saying there has is been enough cases news. of people who but have everybody had wants to ignore that because we're talking about Trump potentially getting arrested and then suffered a stroke. So you see, folks, how the agency I just, will now be investigating I, I, you know, any potential links between trail, the shots fine, and we've been strokes here before. in this some of those patients. This smells like a setup. This smells very familiar. I feel like I've been here before. And they're just now going to, because everybody's a radical Trump supporter. And everybody's so sensitive in defending Trump, even though he rolled out the vaccines, even though he initiated the lockdown, even though he let them steal it, they let them censor him. He didn't address big tech censorship at all. He didn't address it. He had four years to do it. He didn't do any of that. He had a trifecta. He had the House, the Senate, and the presidency. And he wasn't able to maneuver that, right? So I don't want to get on this thing about how great Trump is and how great Trump was. Okay, that's great. He had a great presidency. We had a huge boom in our economy. But now we're paying the price for inflation because the industry got shut down through Biden. So all the printing that they did, keep in mind, 56% of the revenue of the money supply in 2019 was printed. 56% of the money supply in 2019 was printed in 2019 and that was under Donald J Trump they printed 56% of the money that existed at the time just in that one year massive 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 money printing and so what follows that inflation of course of course we have boom and that would explain why you go around nobody's working nobody's got jobs anymore it's impossible to find employees and nobody's working, but everybody's still going out to restaurants. They're buying stuff. They're like, doo, doo, doo. where's everybody getting all their money? 
it's from all this fallout. It's just uh, it's just all this money just flowing around everywhere because now they're getting it. Now they're going to give homeless people $1,000 a month. So I want to talk about the importance of that. So that's a bombshell about the CDC admitting, okay, now this shot gives you a heart attack. Hello? This shot gives you a heart attack. Yeah, we've been saying that. So understand there's greater things in the world than to talk about this. So now that's that's ginormous. That is a ginormous thing. James O'Keefe just started O'Keefe Media Group. It's very important uh, for um, guerrilla journalism is what I like to call it. Uh, so if you can follow him on Twitter at O'Keefe Media Group uh, is what it is. He's a phenomenal reporter. He does bombshell news. So good for James O'Keefe on that. You know, another thing is that if you guys aren't following me on Twitter right now, at NoncompliantUS, follow me on Twitter. I'm posting stories all the time. There's all kinds of interesting things. Next week, I'm going to try to go live on Twitter at the same time I'm doing my show so we can get a little bit bigger audience and some more traction. But again, folks, you know, it's up to you. I'm just a guy on a radio, you know, talking to you right now, but really it all comes down to us and to you. You're listening to Uncompliant America. We'll be right back.